Hello, and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum's end-to-end value chain podcast series. In this series, we hear industry insights from people working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Lee Green, and I'm the comms director at the CGF. But I have the pleasure today of handing you over to your host, Rudy Hagedorn, the E2E Value Chain Director at the Consumer Goods Forum. Rudy, over to you. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new podcast out of our series. And today we are very lucky to have with us Jeff Bain, Senior Account at Stevo System. And he's a thought leader for CPGs. Jeff, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Excellent. Jeff, Stevo Systems, data. And there's always one question on my mind, which is why is Good, clean business data important for CPGs? Uh, great question. Um, so there's an old axiom in uh, you know any kind of computer language. It's always garbage in, garbage out. I'm sure everyone has heard that. Um, so why it's so important for CPGs is, you know, these companies do not live in silos. They're very large. They're very complex. They have massive supplier bases. Um, and so you're always processing data through uh, a, an ecosystem of systems. Um, there's PLM systems, there's purchasing systems, there's supplier systems, there's legal and regulatory, there's your ERP, there's your manufacturing. And all of those are, you know, all of those need good quality data inside of them. Uh, you have to continue to clean your data up because these companies are so challenged with all of the information that they're continually getting to meet the needs of the consumer. Because in the CPG world, you know, it's always about how do I get the latest product to the market? How do I improve that formula? Oh, I have a different supplier. So now that sugar content is different, or I need to change the logo or um, you know, sustainably sourced is more important. So I need to find new suppliers to do that. So the data coming into these systems is always, always changing from various sources. And so you have to get good, clean quality data in order for your execution systems to do the best they can do. Um, you have millions of dollars wrapped up in new product introduction. I think I read a statistic the other day that sometimes 60% of new products that CPGs are trying to bring to market never actually make it to market. So your, your good quality, clean data is terribly important to these organizations. Yeah, well put. I mean, now we're living in uh, the year 2022. People started buying online a lot more than before due to the pandemic we are running through. And then it comes as a surprise factor sometimes to learn that data seems to be a challenge. I mean, we know it, you know it, I know it. <laughs> so, of course, the question that follows is, what challenges do you hear when speaking to CBG on product data or ingredient data? Isn't it something solved? It, 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 there's a lot of challenges. There, so you know, there's there's a lot you could you could go through. So let's let's go back to one of the one of the topics I talked about earlier: new product introduction. I mean, you know, you can't go out to any grocery store or any um, e-commerce online and not see that you know there's a new 
XYZ from Kellogg, or there's a new candy bar, or, you know, we changed this, or we're repackaging, or now there's a single serving, or now we're including, you know, more protein, or, you know, so all those things. Um, all of that challenge is, is always moving for these companies. Um, so, you know, you, you have a constant demand from the consumer for different, better, sustainably sourced, eco-packaged, um, able to ship direct to consumer. So their landscape is continuing to change and meeting the needs of the consumer is continuing to change. And the consumers are just getting more and more demanding. Um, you know, if you go back 20 years uh, you know, you went into the grocery store, you picked up the box of cereal, and then you went home because you were in love with that brand. Now you're buying online. Now you're doing research around that around that brand. Now you're looking harder at ingredients. Oh, is this gluten free? Um, you know, is it sustainably sourced? Um, so the, the demands of the consumer and what we always talk about is the store is always open. So when you're selling. Um, Campbell's soup or you're selling Hershey's chocolate bars, um, you know, your data is continually being consumed by the consumer because they can look up, they can scan things, they can look up ingredients. Um, so you have a real challenge for keeping up with that demand. And that demand continues to increase because it's not only the consumer looking directly at your product, but the consumer is then looking at Target or the consumers looking at, you know, um, Ashan or Sobeys demanding that information. So then your retail channel partners are turning around and demanding that information as well. And that demand never slows down. Um, so that that's that's the challenges that the CPG guys have just on top of all the other challenges you have around managing suppliers and managing factories and keeping your labor forces happy, which again has data underneath all of it. Yeah, I can see the dialogue changing, right? So before, it's like, where are the pallets? Where are the goods? And now it's where the goods and where where is the data, <laughs> right? So yeah, exactly. We need it. And uh, from your experience, uh, how can CPGs keep up when there is a constant increase in demand that you just described for faster response times and better data with retailers? I mean, that that's a huge pressure. How how do they keep up with that? It is it is a real challenge, um, and anyone that's that's listening to this podcast and anyone that's in the CPG space is probably going, they're shaking their head. Yeah, it, it's a challenge. Um, you know, that's where execution systems and master data management come in, is because you need a place to have one version of the truth. You need to be able to say this is the golden record around. You know, this cereal, we know all the suppliers, we know all the ingredients, we know um, all the right logos. And then I can use that one version of the truth to populate all my execution systems, my marketing systems, my e-commerce systems, making sure that Target and Kroger and Walmart and all those guys are happy. Um But the, the, the challenge is staying on top of that data. So uh, it, it takes time. Um, you know, no one in the CPG space, you can talk to any of them. They say we don't all have it figured out because the demand is changing all the time. So how they can respond to that is you, you have to take your data just as serious as you take your product. Uh, and then you have to continually stay on top of it. You have to keep it refreshed. You have to have data governance rules and you have to have tools in place that help you keep that data clean and give you that one version of the truth. 
Oh, very clear. So one question I have is, so we are about blending data from a data science perspective. Question number one, what, what is data science for our listeners and audience? And how should CPGs think about it from a master data management perspective? Could you help us position that? Sure. So data science is, is how do I take, in, in, in a very general sense, is how do I take numbers that my systems are spitting out and how do I make sense of that? How does that turn into consumer uh, engagement numbers? How does that tell me where my products are and aren't selling? Um, so, you know, when you think about blending, what happens there is, okay, I start to get, I start to get point of sale data from my retail channel partners. I blend that with master data management information about my products, my locations. And then I start to get new insights into, okay, well, in this area, um, these products are selling better and they come from, you know, these amount of my SKUs. So, you know, as you get that data better, and that's why we go back to the previous question, why clean and good data is always important, because the analytics I'm deriving are better if the data I'm putting into those engines is cleaner. I can rely on and I can believe in those outcomes better. So I know I'm getting a better version, a better insight into what is and what isn't selling and where I'm having challenges. Now that goes up and down the supply chain. So that one end is my sales and my consumer, but the other end is, you know, my suppliers who's meeting my commitments, who um, is in line with my supplier philosophy, who's meeting my time crunches. We all know that there's been so many challenges you know, when it comes to supply side and the pandemic. So you have to have those suppliers and how can I move on a dime if I'm not getting the ingredients or getting the raw materials I need to meet my, you know, my production schedule. So that's where blending of that data comes in is you, you need, you need that good, clean data. You need it to power execution systems. And then that produces, you know, zones of insight or brand new pieces of data when you can merge all that together and you learn more about um, your customer base, your supplier base, and, and how you can meet those needs. That summarize, you know, the old IT slogan, garbage in, garbage out. So that's <laughs> the data, clean data mantra that we learned so far. No, excellent. I mean... I guess now that everybody is moving more and more and faster to digital, uh, especially during the times we are living, I guess you can see already some leading CPGs on the horizon. And would you like to share with us, you know, or where do you think leading CPGs are heading with master data management? Is there something that you see as a trend? Yeah, I think that's a very good question because what we see is you do have the leading CPGs that are taking it very, very seriously. Um, and it's the, your master data management is becoming your foundational tool. Um, they're spending millions and millions on, you know, analytics engines and reporting engines. Um, but unless you, again, are putting good quality data into those, um, you know, you're not you're you're not getting the true. You also start to understand that MDM is becoming much broader than what you know, 15, 20 years ago it was all about product information. Now it's branched out more because now it's about you know my consumer, it's about locations, it's about suppliers, um, it's about 
empowering my customer service so that when someone calls about, you know, does this contain XYZ ingredient, what R&D is doing and what sales is doing is the same information that customer service has, um, you know, for responding to those consumer demands. Um, you know, you also have where, you know, there used to be a, a long time ago, everything was about the ERP. And then you start to get more execution systems. And so what a lot of companies are understanding is that that MDM needs to be that one version of the truth so that all my other execution systems can continue to deliver the value I need them to deliver. And again, back to that washing machine analogy, I have a place where data comes into my organization. I can make sure that it's clean and correct before I push it to my execution systems, before I share it with my e-commerce partners, before I syndicate it to the retailers, because you know the data you're sharing with the market when I'm publishing to Target or I'm putting it on a branded website, that's your reputation. And you, know, you have to make sure that that's as good as possible uh, because that's how the consumer is going to judge you at the end of the day. And if you're putting out the wrong ingredients, if it's the wrong logo, if someone has you know, mislabeled a product and God forbid it does contain allergens, there, there's real risk there. So where I see leading CPGs going is they manage their data as tightly as they manage their product. And, and I think they're seeing benefits from that. Your product is as good as your data is, so make sure it's, on, it's <laughs> yeah. top notch. I think that's the summary. Jeff, I think you you ran, out of, you ran out of time. It's incredible. I, I would have more <laughs> questions, <laughs> but okay. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, it was a pleasure to interview you. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Bain, Senior Counsel. Thank you very much. And uh, if you need to know more about or would like to contact with Jeff, please look at the show notes where you have the contact details. Thank you very much for listening in. And um, maybe we'll have another podcast somewhere in the future. We'll be happy. Excellent. Jeff, thank you and goodbye. And goodbye thank to you. all our listeners. Take care. Thank you for joining this edition of the E2E podcast series. To learn more about our work, visit our website at tcgfvaluechain.com. Thanks again, and look out for the next edition coming soon.